following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is a Tuesday in the SWBC Mortgage Studios there at the Star in Frisco. Hello, Mickey Spagnola. I am Bill Jones, and uh, it is a very big day, of course, as it is Election Day. It's also NFL Trade Deadline Day coming up in uh, just over an hour from now. That deadline, Everson Walls should be joining us shortly. And, uh, Mickey, we've got a uh, little breaking news from NFL.com to start off our day as well. Yes, we uh, absolutely do. Um, the Cowboys... Uh, our NFL.com uh, is reporting the Cowboys haven't officially said anything uh, that uh, Andy Dalton is going to end up going on reserve COVID-19. Uh, he first uh, will become the first franchise or the team's first player to land on the list since basically the start of uh, training camp. Uh, so uh, we'll see what the, the team has to say officially. Uh, but uh, he will be on reserve COVID list, meaning he is not eligible to play uh, for at least this week. And I think you have to be on for a couple weeks, Bill, uh, depending on uh, were, were you testing positive? Did you have contact with somebody that tested positive? Um, I see it's been reported that he uh, it says he was not asymptomatic. Uh, so... Um, we'll we'll see how it, it ends says up. he w- it's okay. Say that again. It uh, you see a report that says he was not asymptomatic. Yeah, that's meaning what, he was symptomatic. That's what I I think okay. that's what that means. So um, <laughs> if it's, it's kind not, of a if weird, it's not asymptomatic. That's a that weird way of saying it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So because you could be placed like on saying, the COVID that's list, like just saying I don't not like you. That's, that's right. Let's get a double negative. And there's there, Everson. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so anyway, uh, once again, here we go, 2020, and uh, of all things uh, to happen is. Not only do you lose your starting quarterback for the season, but now uh, your backup, who became the starter, who was out this past game because of concussion protocol, and it sounded like they were pretty encouraged that he would be back uh, this week, uh, Andy Dalton, uh, according to Jerry Jones this morning. Uh, And now you don't have him, uh, so that complicates the situation even more. I think everybody you guys, and we can talk about this, uh, is assuming uh, that uh, Ben DiNucci will make his second start. But uh, starting uh, tomorrow, uh, Cooper Rush is eligible to practice uh, with the team. And remember, they had signed him last week. He completed his six days of COVID protocol, and he can be with the team, I think, starting today. Uh, so that's also an option, too, depending on how they want to go, along with Garrett Gilbert, who uh, did serve as the backup this past week. So we got a little bit to talk about today here on Mix Shots. We got a lot of quarterbacks. We got a lot of quarterbacks on the roster. 
That's a lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> Might have to go on to the coaching. I don't think coaching. I've ever seen a team with so many quarterbacks. <laughs> Might have to go on to the coaching staff, too, with Nussmeyer and Tolzien. Uh, you got some other guys that have, have played in the league. And Kellen Moore, yeah, maybe he can come out. Force Seneca Mike. Wallace is on that staff. Seneca Wallace, too. That's right. I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. So Seneca Wallace, Iowa State. That's Pilot right. Pilot Point, Texas. Oh, really? I know that young man very well. I yes, I, I know him very that. well. I know his his uncle used to date my sister in law. I know him <laughs> very well. He is a good young man. I, I've been out to Pilot Point many times, hanging out with the Bruce family, and that he's a good man, raised very well. All right. Well, um, so. Yeah, and we should point out, and again, uh, as Mickey said off the top, um, the Cowboys have not said anything, uh, have not made the move official yet or, or made any comment whatsoever on it. Uh, this is, these are reports right now, uh, and uh, Todd Archer was the first to report it, NFL.com, Ian Rappaport has reported it now as well. And so... Um, and we don't know for sure if, if uh, even though you did see uh, a report about him not being asymptomatic, uh, <laughs> we don't know for sure that he tested positive. It could be contact tracing that puts him on there. And so we're, we're still in a gray area uh, as far as exactly what's going on with Andy Dalton. And, and this is uh, a good thing. But it thing. does appear. And I was going to say, and this, Go is ahead, a good, Go this is a good thing to point out, too. Uh, you know, he started, he's already started uh, reportedly his self quarantine uh, process. The Cowboys have begun contact tracing. But remember, he wasn't on the trip uh, to Philadelphia this weekend, and none of the Cowboys players tested positive before the Philly game. And uh, Monday's tests were all negative. So, uh, from Excellent. The, if there's Excellent. anything encouraging about the, the whole deal, uh, then uh, that's, uh, you know, you can, can maybe it's not spreading like Baltimore because if you saw what happened with the Ravens, I think they have to put seven players on the COVID list because of contact tracing uh, with um, talk, Humphreys. Is that the guy's name, the cornerback? Yes, number 44, the cornerback. So um, so we'll see where it goes from there. And uh, I guess when the f- official transactions come down at 3 o'clock on Trade deadline day and election day. Anything else going on today? Uh, we'll see. If it, <laughs> it, that's when it becomes official. So, do we have to worry about the Russians interfering with our uh, COVID list? <laughs> do we have to worry about Andy no. Dalton being hijacked by the Russians? Uh, Everson, Everson, we're we're two and six. We're two and six. I don't think anyone's. <laughs> hey, we're still America's team, so you know there might be a little attraction there still. So it is a possibility, though, that he could still play, uh, Andy Dalton. No, no, it Not sounds like uh, the reports indicate he will be Not out this week. week. Yeah, no, even it, if it could be a, a negative, a false negative, a false positive. They, I, I, I would imagine that he as had, of right now they will. Yeah, I was going to say I would imagine. Go ahead, Mickey. I would imagine they've tested it positive before uh, this all. Uh, you know, twice at least before this all came out. So, because uh, right. well, as a matter of fact, 
As a matter of fact, Stephen Jones on his radio show yesterday was talking about just in general about COVID-19. And uh, he was talking about, I think, every team uh, obviously is prepared for uh, a positive at some point during the season. And you would be naive to think, words to this effect, you would be naive to think that it wouldn't affect your team at some point. Uh, and, I mean, it almost sounded as if the way he answered the question that he might already have some knowledge of uh, some things going on. But, um, you know, and and to your point, Mickey, I would think that before it becomes public knowledge, there's probably been uh, – there might have been a couple of uh, positives. We'll see. Yeah, and um, then the other thing, you know, sure. and, and, and last night during uh, Mike McCarthy's con- uh, conference call, uh, someone asked him about, yeah, you know, do you guys keep giving the message that there's more uh, tests coming up positive around the league and you guys haven't had any? And I was thinking, I bet McCarthy's sitting there knocking on wood. It's like, don't jinx me, right? <laughs> but he probably already knew, right? And the, and the, way, right. And the, way, the way he answered it was very vague. Uh, he said it. Um, he, he, he basically said, nah, you, you know, uh, it's part of the team messaging every day, and he just kind of gave a real uh, general uh, response to it. So, um, yeah, it's like, you know, the more we go on this, you guys, no one's immune and no team is immune, and uh, unless you're in a bubble, um, you know. So you're, so you're saying that Mike McCarthy's poker face sucks. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, when he, when he said it. No, I mean, it worked great yesterday. Yeah, it worked yeah. great yesterday. So, uh, and, and even, and you know what, and even this morning when Jerry was talking about it and he was talking very positively when they must have gone on about 10 minutes, it seemed like, on the tanking and the trade deadline and you know, when they talked about the trade deadline, Jerry Jerry kind of pointed out we just wasted a lot of time on something that's not going to happen. But uh, he had mentioned his, his positivity going forward was we've got Andy Dalton. We get Andy Dalton back. Uh, so who knows? Maybe it just turned up this morning. And, okay, so, uh, okay, we've, we've detailed the options they have on the roster at quarterback. Uh Obviously, Ben DiNucci. You got Garrett Gilbert, who was the backup last week, and Cooper Rush, who is, as Mickey said, uh, has the opportunity to go ahead and be on the practice field and in meetings as he's cleared. Uh, we assume he has cleared all the COVID protocols. That the time has passed since they picked him up last week. So, who do you go with at quarterback this week? Who do you start preparing when you hit that practice field tomorrow morning? Who goes out with the ones at quarterback? You asking Danuch. me what they're going to do or what they should do? Danuch. Either way, either way you want to attack it. You know, I think initially he goes out with the ones and then they see where Cooper Rush is. Danucci. Yeah, Danucci goes out and then you see where Cooper Rush is. And I would imagine you're going to work real hard to get Cooper Rush ready. And maybe Danucci, Danucci goes on on a short leash. Gosh, I'm having trouble with Danucci's leash. <laughs> I got him, Bill. I got him. <laughs> uh, and, and, and then maybe he's on a short leash uh, and you get Cooper ready. You remember, you know, we can go back to 93 when Jason Garrett made his first start uh, as a rookie. 
uh, for the Cowboys when Troy Aikman was uh, injured and had just traded or uh, just signed uh, Bernie Kosar after Cleveland released him. And uh, if you remember, Jason played uh, two possessions. The Cowboys had a 3 nothing lead, and then they went straight to Kozar uh, on that third possession, and he finished off the game, and, and they ended up winning 20-15, to which was one of those quarterbacks on Friday, Everson, that I was pointing out. They were giving him credit for winning his first start as a rookie, even though I he recall. only played two possessions. Uh, so maybe they operate. I got one. I got one more for you. What's that? I got one more for you. When Bernie Kosar was released from the Cleveland Browns, guess who went with him? <laughs> oh no! No way! <laughs> yeah. They were they were cleaning oh, house. Yeah. They were cleaning house. Me, Bernie Kosar, David Brandon. But uh, in regards to. Uh, sticking with Danutz, yeah, I think that's good. You have to have the, the continuity going, right? I mean, that's what you want. Uh, you don't want to just indoctrinate someone else into the system when you know that Danutz is, I mean, if nothing else, he did a decent job of, of uh, potentially managing what we had going on in the game. I mean, with a few bad breaks, uh, you know, we, we ended up losing, of course. But if he could just hang in there, uh, Get the ball out quicker, number one. Uh, hang in the pocket a little bit better when he, when, he, when he needs to. Or at least recognize quicker when the pocket is breaking down. And when he does scramble, you know, I don't know what this, this Patrick Mahomes things he's got going on in regards to how he throws the ball on the scramble. But he looks like he needs Tommy John surgery or already had it just by the way he's throwing the ball. Because <laughs> he can't he, get his arm he up should, here. He should stop <laughs> Yeah, he should stop doing that. You know, I mean, if nothing else, uh, when you're scrambling, try and get out enough to where you can position yourself better. At least your body can be positioned better to be prepared to throw a better ball. I get it that he's escaping and he's trying to flip it and get rid of it. But sometimes if you just stand and deliver stronger, then you'll have a better chance of completing the pass. Otherwise, you're going to be getting a bunch of tip balls. You're going to be having guys jump your routes real fast because not only is he flipping it out there, he's also eyeballing his receivers before he throws it to them. Classic mistake from a young quarterback. Yeah, you know, when he gets out of the pocket like that, sorry, Bill, uh, he's got to set his feet. You can't keep doing that, that sidearm stuff. You've got to set yeah. your feet and try to throw the ball. Right, set your feet. I think, I think he's – I'm pretty sure they corrected that uh, already. Uh, for him, because as much as he was under duress, you know, there's still you have to have a little bit of poise while you're trying to escape. So when you look at the three options at quarterback, which one of the three options has the most experience in the league? Which one has taken the most snaps in the NFL? Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, or Cooper Rush? I'm guessing it's uh, Garrett, Garrett Gilbert. Gilbert. Right. It is Ben DiNucci. <laughs> ben, ben DiNucci has more. Ex- I've just been looking up Garrett Gilbert's career stats and Cooper Rush. And, and uh, the interesting thing about Cooper Rush, if they decided to go that route, and one of the reasons they would is he was obviously in the system last year. Now, how much does this this offensive system differ this year as compared to last year, even though Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator last year? How much has McCarthy tweaked it? Uh, 
But it, the, uh, the irony of it is the reason that Cooper Rush was let go by the Cowboys was because they signed Andy Dalton. He was yeah. released back on May 4th, and then he was uh, ultimately signed by the New York Giants, and he made it through training camp with the Giants, was on their practice squad to start the season, and then was uh, let go off their practice squad. Um, so, well, anyway. Cooper does have more preseason snaps, right? He does have more preseason yeah. snaps, as I assume Garrett Gilbert does too. But as far as regular season, Cooper Rush is one for three with two yards passing. He has one <laughs> two-yard completion in his career. Garrett Gilbert. That's, that's a good rating, though, if you break it down. <laughs> <laughs> I can look it up in just a second. I'll give you the quarterback rating. Garrett Gilbert. In a to- and, and that's a total of five games, some mop-up duty for Cooper Rush. Garrett Gilbert in a total of six games is two out of six for 40 yards in his career. So, And then, of course, Danucci was 21 out of 40 against Philadelphia after going two for three against Washington for so, whatever, 200 and some odd yards. So, you guys, maybe I had a premonition today because I decided that uh, I, I looked. I looked at Danucci, uh, what he did in his first NFL start, and I was thinking, okay, this guy's a seventh-round pick. He was the 231st pick in the draft. So what happened with the fifth pick in the draft that made his first uh, rookie NFL start on Sunday, uh, Tua with uh, Miami, right? So Danucci was yeah. 21 of 40 for 180, four sacks, no touchdowns, no interceptions, a 64.6 quarterback rating. Uh, Tago Viola was 12 of 22 for 93 yards, one sack, one touchdown, 15 along, which matched Danucci's long, and an 80.3 quarterback rating. And if I went to Joe Burrow's first start as a rookie with Cincinnati, he was 23 of 36 for 193, uh, three sacks, no touchdowns, one interception, a long of 19, and he had a 66.1 quarterback rating. So all these people that are just all over Danucci that he's just no good, well, there's what happened with the two top quarterbacks in the draft, and, and none of them threw for more – only Burrow threw for more yards uh, than Danucci did uh, by 13 yards. So, again, rookie quarterbacks struggle. And I looked up – just happened to look up one more thing uh, before we go to break here, and Everson might remember this. In Troy's first start in the season opener 1989 against New Orleans, he was 17 of 30. New 30- Orleans Saints in the Superdome. In the Superdome. He was 17 of 35 for 180 yards, same as Danucci. He was sacked twice, had two interceptions, a long of 24, and his quarterback rating in that game, 40.2. 40. 40. <laughs> And he you took, know, you know what? And he took an ever-loving beating by the Saints, who were coming after him every down. And this and is after we had gone three and one in the preseason, <laughs> and you could not tell us that we were on our way to being the new University of Miami of the NFL. <laughs> and Danucci put up nine points. Troy got shut out, twenty-eight to nothing. <laughs> Well, now we have to give Tua some credit, even though, let's say, Tua has to give others credit. 
I think he's the only one to win his debut, right, correct? Right, and they put up. And I think it's an NFL record of the first one to win his NFL debut with less than 100 yards passing. They, and they ended up putting up That's 21 right. points on offense. They had a return for a touchdown, I believe. And that's, that's why I say all facets of the game must help you in any ball game, must help a quarterback. I said that before we signed off on Friday. That still stands. Yeah. The biggest difference for Tua is he had 21 points scored for him. He had 28 points by halftime with the with great help from Jared Goff, quarterbacking on the other side. Of course, Danucci had great help from Carson Wentz, quarterbacking on the other side for the Eagles. It's just the Cowboys weren't were kicking field goals rather than getting touchdowns out of it and didn't have the, uh, who was it, the Andrew Van Ginkle 78-yard fumble return for a touchdown. By the way, Mickey, they also had a Jakeem Grant 88-yard That's punt right. return for a That's touchdown. Right. They had two, Yeah, right? so they had two, re- two returns yes. for touchdowns. And yeah. it just goes to show it makes a world of difference in this league if you are playing from ahead instead of playing from behind. And, 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 and Tua's is touchdown a, pass was like a one-yard touchdown pass too, by the way. Yes, it which was. Is, yes, which, it by was. the way, is is another reason why after going seven carries for 42 yards in the third quarter, you don't run a wide receiver pass and lose 10 yards. It takes yourself still on top of that. Preach, there you bro. go. All right, Preach, let's... <laughs> Preach. We'll take, a, we'll take a break and we'll have more mix shots. And I just delivered my own mix shot right there. Yeah, on way shots. to go. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Back. 
Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United. All right, it's the Cowboys and the Steelers on Sunday afternoon at AT&T Stadium, and we know of one quarterback who will start in that game, and that will be Big Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers. Mm. And we aren't sure if Big Ben DiNucci will be starting for the Cowboys or not, but we shall see. And if you're just joining us, Andy Dalton reportedly will be placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. And so the Cowboys are choosing between one of three quarterbacks that they have on their roster to trot out there for the first Snaps of practice tomorrow when they reconvene here or at the uh, Star in Frisco. Mickey, uh, you got an opportunity to listen to Mike McCarthy yesterday in his press conference. Jerry Jones this morning since we uh, last got together. What stood out for, for you from either one of those? You know, I think the thing that stood out to me with Mike McCarthy because uh, everybody's kind of getting on this kick about big picture. Do you have to reassess what your uh, goals are for this season starting off two and six? And, and, and McCarthy pointed out, uh, it's like at this point, you, you're, you're not a big picture. He goes, my focus is on winning the third game. And I think that's what the team has to do. You can't sit there that's a good because answer. you know what? You can only win one game at a time. You can't win four at once and get to six and six. Uh, so I, I thought it was a really good perspective on his point. It was like, let's continue to improve. Let's try to win that third game because you can't win four until you win three, right? Uh, so I, I, that's, that part stood out to me. Uh, he hasn't thrown in the towel uh, he continues to say, you know, nowadays everything, well, you're two and six, you might as well tank and get a better, <clears throat> uh, a better uh, draft choice. Well, just remember his first year in Green Bay, he was four and eight, uh, and they ended up eight and eight. So th- from a coaching standpoint, there's no thoughts of throwing in the towel. As for Jerry, uh, they were peppering him this morning about the trade deadline. Are you going to make a move? Are you not going to make a move? Uh, And he finally, at the end of about a five-minute discussion, said, we spent a lot of time on something that has high improbability today, meaning improbable of making some sort of dramatic trade. Uh, and, And his point was, yeah, you could. He goes, you know, we're always ready to do something, but what are the chances that something just kind of falls in our lap? It's not like we're going out there searching for something, and Stephen kind of said the same thing. And, and, and he also pointed out that you know, if you make a trade like that for somebody that can make a difference, what kind of difference is that going to make on your salary cap going in the future? It's not all about just salary cap this year. And he went on to point out, he goes, you, we know the salary cap's going to be less next year. There's, there's no you know, if ands, or buts about it with no fans in the stands in most places. Uh, the cap's going to go down. Uh, so you got to be very careful uh, on exactly what you do. Uh, he confirmed that they have no interest in trading Alden Smith. Uh, evidently, there was a report out there uh, that Seattle was making a pitch for him. And he basically said, that's definitely correct. We were not interested uh, in that. And then the last thing, 
uh, I think I'd like to point out from what Jerry had to say, uh, they were talking about tanking and you know getting younger guys in there. He goes, you always want to get younger guys snaps. He goes, and you should be doing that anyway. Uh, to prepare for the next year if you've got some young guys you think are, are part of your future. He goes, but just because you're getting, and, and, and they interpreted as, see, he's talking about already getting ready for next year. And that wasn't his point. His point was get young guys snaps, and you should always be doing that regardless of what your uh, record is. But he wasn't big on, on, on the tanking subject. And then at the end he says, let's go out here and get better. So... He's still in there. Uh, we'll see where it goes now, uh, having to play. Uh, gosh, this might this might go back to 2000, 2001 when the Cowboys started four different quarterbacks. Everybody was making a big deal about starting three uh, for the first time since 2015. Uh, who knows? You may end up starting four different ones before this is all over. And even when you think about it, uh, what do the Cowboys – who has value in, on the Cowboys organization right now, especially on the defensive side? You're not going to get rid of any wide receivers. That's not going to happen. Contracts are too big. Nobody's going to take them. And like I said, on, on the defensive side, that's the only place you can look in regards to trying to trade someone. But no one wants what we have. We have the worst defense in the NFL right now, almost. And so there's – there's no one, like they talked about Alden Smith, but as far as I'm concerned, that would be a silly move to make because he's the only one that's making plays right now consistently on defense. Uh, you know, I, I, at this point, we got to go forward and try to win. And I, I love his answer. I love his answer. We can only go one game at a time. We cannot, we don't have the luxury to look ahead two or three games. So I, I like what they're doing. They're being creative in everything that they do. And I got to say, man, our special teams, they've come up with some really good surprises and unique ways of looking at a ball game on how they can contribute. And I really do like the fact that no one's throwing in the towel right now. As a matter of fact, seems like all the coaches are all in on what they're trying to, uh, trying to contribute to the team. You know, you know, and a big thing, too, right now, I mean, this is the staff's first year here, and it's about establishing what kind of culture you're going to have here. I mean, uh, this talk, and you have your quarterback for the future. I mean, Dak is the quarterback of the future. There's Everybody in the organization has said that, knows that. And so it's, it's so this whole concept of tanking in order to get Trevor Lawrence or something like that, That's forget about that. You got Dak Prescott. He's your guy. And, and, and he's your guy going forward. Uh, they just they'll work out the contract eventually, whatever. Um, but you got to establish your culture, you, a, a winning culture with this team. And it doesn't matter whether they've got the fourth pick or the ninth pick. I mean, you can screw up the fourth pick just as easily as you can, uh, you know, the 14th pick in the draft. So uh, there, there's enough talent to go around. I mean, they got C.D. Lamb with the 17th pick this year. Uh, so... Uh, I wouldn't be concerned about that. I think the most important thing is is to develop a winning culture, uh, your own winning culture, and establish the mindset, the play style that this coaching staff wants to have and expects out of its players. Uh, that's what I think the second half of this season is all about. And you know, you and and you do that day to day, 
game to game. It's not looking at the big picture, although this takes care of the big picture. If you do those little things day in and day out, and you're making assessments on players. I mean, you're sending, you basically send a message to the players right now that you you are doing your job. This is your job interview for next year's team, this last half of the season. And who knows, you may, you may uh, establish that winning culture quicker than you expected to and uh, start racking up a couple of wins even with a backup quarterback the uh, second half of the year in a weak division yeah and to and to express uh, what everson said about trading something you know the only collateral they have that's uh, worth anything to trade would be your draft picks and i don't think you want to do that uh you know you're you're not going to trade demarcus lawrence you'll take a hit on the salary cap that is absolutely huge so you're not doing that the same thing with ezekiel elliott you're not doing that because of cap ramifications and after that who are you trading if you're going to trade a player, because then you're going to, if you're trading somebody good enough, there's no more Herschel Walker trades in this National Football League. Let's get that straight. There never should have been a Herschel Walker right? trade. Yeah, exactly. Be. You know, and I had to kind of, and I don't know if you agree with this, uh, Everson, or not, but, you know, the bottom line on that, too, was, yeah, okay, he was an asset, right? But Jimmy didn't like the asset. He, he, I heard him say numerous times, Herschel Walker was a straight-line runner, and you can't win with a straight-line runner. I need somebody that, that is a little bit elusive and is versatile catching the ball. He didn't like Herschel Walker. You know, and everybody thinks, oh, gosh, they gave up Herschel Walker. Jimmy was just glad to do it because he knew the next draft he probably was going to end up drafting a first-round uh, running back. Although he was trying to to to, to uh, draft Francis, uh, the the linebacker from Baylor, uh, and Cincinnati wouldn't give up on him, and then they said, "Okay, let's just trade back up, and we'll take Emmett Smith." <laughs> and you know that whole situation was just that was the dumbest trade. But the Minnesota Vikings had been known for doing that in the past, so that's something that was just beyond me. And boy, you talk about. Uh, capitalizing off of that opportunity. that that's, that's three Super Bowl wins right there. Thank you, Herschel Walker. That's what we can <laughs> say about that one. Yeah, but no, absolutely. And you know you what? And I, was trying, about- I blanked out on, uh, on, on my, I was going to call him Mike Flynn. It was Mike Lynn, the GM at Minnesota, that basically thought, oh, these guys want to get good in a hurry, they're going to take all these players and not worry about the draft picks when Jimmy and Jerry were thinking, no, we're getting draft picks. We don't care about those players. Heck, Darren Nelson didn't even want to come here. He didn't show up. And they go, yeah, that's fine. We'll just take the comparable draft pick for him. That's okay. Well, that was, that was so crazy because uh, even when they acquired Herschel Walker, uh, Denny Green didn't like him either. And he barely played. As a matter of fact, he was restricted to just a kick returner and barely got any playing time at all. So you talk about not even capitalizing on what you had attained. That was really weird. But getting back to the high turnover, uh, uh, as far as the coaching staff is concerned, to me, that's a death knell. You know, when you start panicking and overreacting every year with your staff, you just turn into the New York Jets then. And that's not what you want. Too much turnover, uh, no continuity. As Bill said, you can't establish a culture uh, 
when the, 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 the leadership keeps changing. So now, not only do your players don't know if they're going to be here or be gone the next day or, or year or whatever, you're going to lose confidence in them, in them uh, as a team. And that's not what you want here. Too much high turnover, that is not good for any organization. And you don't want the Cowboys to start taking on that moniker at all. Then you start looking at the lower echelon of the teams like the Jets, and we don't want to be considered that, at least not consistently. And there's a great example of that coming to AT&T Stadium on Sunday afternoon, and that would be the unbeaten Pittsburgh Steelers of head coach Mike Tomlin, who has been at the helm of that uh, club since 2007. And before that, it was Bill Cowher. Before that, Chuck Knoll. And uh, we'll get into more of that when we come back here in just a moment on Mix Shots. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, Cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week, proudly wearing the star, to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller Lite together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back, back, back. To Mick Shots. PBR fans, lock in your seats now for the 2020 PBR Unleashed the Beast World Finals. And don't miss a second of the action. PBR lands in the heart of Texas at AT&T Stadium, November 12th through the 15th. Get your tickets now at PBR.com or SeatGeek.com. All right, we continue on mixed shots. We got seven or eight minutes uh, left on this Tuesday show. And if you joined us late, uh, Andy Dalton reportedly headed to the reserve COVID 19 list. 
Uh, we'll see if Ben DiNucci continues as uh, the quarterback, making his second start against the unbeaten Steelers on Sunday afternoon, or perhaps Cooper Rush. They also have the option of Garrett Gilbert. Uh, as we uh, concluded our last segment, we talked about continuity on a coaching staff and in an organization. And during the break, I looked it up. For the Pittsburgh Steelers coming in here on Sunday, they've had a grand total of three head coaches the last 52 years, going all the way back to 1969 when Chuck Knoll took over. And for 23 years, Chuck Knoll was the head coach of the Steelers through 1991. Then Bill Cowher for 15 seasons from 92 through 06. And now Mike Tomlin is in his 14th season as the head coach of the Steelers. That's a pretty incredible uh, run. Uh, and that's how you do how it, to have Super a Bowl? consistent winner through the years. Well, uh, in the 70s, they won four. They played the Cowboys in 95, and then they won, uh, well, they won a couple and then lost one to Mike McCarthy and the Packers, right? Uh, under uh, Cowher and then Tomlin, if I got that right. So Tomlin has won just one Super Bowl? Right. Okay. So Tomlin, well, actually, yeah, and Tomlin won in 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 08, the 08 season, and then oh, lost to the Packers in the 2010 season. Cowher lost to the Cowboys in '95 and uh, won in '05, and then uh, Noel, of course, back in the '70s, and uh, won four. And um, Steelers come in here at seven and zero, and the last time they were seven and zero was in nineteen seventy eight. Whoa! Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> I hated nineteen seventy eight. I was watching the Cowboys lose in the Super Bowl while I was at Grambling State University. I was the only one on the football team that loved the Cowboys, and when we got our butts kicked, I locked myself in the room, and they beat on my door all night. Waiting on me to come out and take my medicine. I would not do it. <laughs> okay, along those lines then, let me ask you this. Do you remember when you were watching the final regular season game of 1979 against Washington when Staubach uh, led the comeback in the touchdown oh. pass to Tony Hill to win that in game? Texas Stadium over Lamar Paris. Yeah, Lamar Paris was the defensive back, number 24. Yes, sir. Do you remember, you remember where you were when you were watching that game? I was at home. At home? You remember your reaction? Yeah. Pardon me? Do you remember your reaction when it oh, happened? Man, that was the best comeback ever. I didn't think we had a chance. You know, you're talking to the come. I think the Cowboys comebacks all are directed for me. I've always thought that the Hail Mary was on my 16th birthday. All right. So anytime the Cowboys make a comeback, I think that's directly because they know I'm over here dying and pulling yeah. for them so hard. That's what right. I was as a kid. Here's the reason that I brought all that up. Because I was in college. I was in uh, actually at the frat house uh, watching the uh, uh, Cowboys come back and beat Washington. And I don't, you know, the uh, you, could, you could have an adult beverage then at, starting at age 18. I'm not saying I had any adult <laughs> beverages in me, although I was ab above the age of 18. But when, when Tony Hill caught that pass, 
I went running out of that frat house. <laughs> it was like an icy day in Norman, Oklahoma, and I sprained my ankle. I, I, I <laughs> there was a hole in the front yard, and I, I sprained my ankle. Uh, Cheering on the Cowboys in college. So, so, but but you didn't feel anything because you. That's were right. That's right. That's you right. Self medicated. <laughs> <laughs> Have we lost Mickey? I'm here. Is Mickey I was there? Just checking to okay. see if anything happened that uh, we needed to report. That's Mickey all. wasn't a fan, Bill. Mickey wasn't that's a right. fan, Bill. That's what it was. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he can't was... really relate to that moment as a that's Cowboys right. fan. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the great moments in my college life. I, when, I'm over, <laughs> when I was over Ron Springs' house all the time, he has that picture of Roger jumping in his arms. Of course, he's holding him up. Uh, Ron and, and Roger, they always, uh, that's one of the, both of their favorite pictures. So Ron has that blown yeah. up at his house. <laughs> so, Mickey, what are you studying? Uh, I was just trying to see if there was any last-minute trades going down. People keep talking about Quinn and Williams, and I thought maybe something happened, but I don't see uh, anything that went on with him yet. So uh, we're about, what, 45 minutes from the trade deadline right now uh, when the trade yep. uh, area expires. So we'll see what happens there. Hey, here's one thing to keep an eye on. Um, and, and, you know, when the Cowboys took the safety, they had LP snap the deep the the snap to Chris Jones over his head and basically yeah. on purpose. You know, before that happened, you know, Chris Jones ended up on on the injury list on on it was either Thursday or Friday. He was limited with an abdomen injury. And I was wondering, and this is what bothered him last year, and he didn't have surgery, and it's cropped up again. And when he was standing, you know, five yards deep in the end zone when they were going to punt there, I'm going, well, this is a disaster because they're going to get the ball at about the 35 or 40-yard line, and you're going to give them basically a field goal, maybe a touchdown. Uh, So... I think part of their decision, I know what they were trying to do because they were thinking, okay, we can onside kick, get the ball back, we've got to score twice. But I think the other thing in their mind was, well, I don't know how well our punter's kicking today and and with the wind blowing, we may be in trouble. Well, all I know is Hunter the punter, Hunter Niswander, uh, I found (laughs) out that not only is he a punter, but he's a kicker. And he can kick off, too. He can do all three things. Uh, Now, can he hold? Because if you change punters, if Chris Jones is actually injured, can this guy hold? Because Chris Jones is really good at holding. Uh, As a matter of fact, he should have got credit for part of that win against the Giants with the game-winning field goal. Because for once, maybe in 15 years... LP didn't have a perfect snap, and he had to short hop it into his body, put it down, and spin it. Uh, and he's really good at that. So I don't know if this Niswander guy can hold. Will the injury hold. stop him from doing? He can will it stop him, or you can keep. Maybe I mean, you keep him it can't on. Be that bad. Maybe you can keep him on as the holder and let somebody keep else him on the punt. Roster. They'd have two punters. Yeah. Be, have three kickers out. Hey, we, we got, we got, on the roster. We got six quarterbacks. We can't have three punters? Come on. Right, right. It, and can't one of those six quarterbacks hold? I mean, right. 
<laughs> Your right, idea, but, Bill. But have any Somebody. of them has, have any of them done it right? So just keep an eye on that one. And the other surprise in the game on on Sunday was that uh, they didn't activate Awuzie off uh, injured reserve. Uh, and it sounded like at the beginning of the week that he was ready to go. It looked like in practice, he, you know, what we got to see, he was moving around well. And then Mike finally answered the question why they didn't. He said he wasn't quite ready, but Jerry said today that they should have him back. So we'll see if Awuzie is ready to go off of IR. But remember, they started his 21-day uh, deal, and this would be the second week of him practicing. So we'll see where that one goes. But, but here's the other part of that. They got a bye week next week, and so if they held them out uh, this week, and then it gives them an extra couple of weeks, and so that'll probably enter into the I wonder, equation now. I wonder if the 21 days count the seven days of uh, you would have to activate them though during the bye week. Because that the well, that's fine. He doesn't have to play. He doesn't have to play, right? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see where that one goes. But that's worth keeping an eye on because they basically played that game with four corners uh, on Sunday. All right. Well, that does it for uh, mixed shots, and it's going to be interesting. Maybe we will know by 1.30 on Wednesday afternoon. Well, I was going to say, maybe we will know by 1.30 on Wednesday afternoon who the starting quarterback is of the Cowboys, and we might even know by 1.30 on Wednesday afternoon who the next president of the United States is. All right. That's which, which, which do you that think will it. happen first? <laughs> oh, we're out of time. We're out of time here on Mix Shots. We can't go down that road. All right. We'll see you tomorrow here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. <laughs> This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!